Welcome to Legislative Breakdown. It's a podcast from Boise State Public Radio. I'm Samantha Wright with Gary Moncrief, Boise State University political science professor. He spends all his spare time studying legislatures around the country, including Idaho's. And in this podcast, we break down the Idaho legislature, what's happening. We drill into the why and the how it affects you. And Gary, we saw a lot of bills go belly up this week um, that died either on uh, the House or the Senate floor or in a committee. Several interesting bills, the uh, the hands-free cell phone bill, which made it all the way to the Senate, that uh, that got knocked down. We also had a teacher loan forgiveness bill. This was a bill that was uh, designed to get more rural schools to have more teachers, um, and it would have provided some uh, forgiveness for their student loans if they came and and worked at rural schools in Idaho. Uh, Let's see. We also had uh, the 12-month supply of birth control. This was a bill by Democratic Senator Cherie Buckner-Webb, which would have provided a 12-month supply or allowed women to get a 12-month supply of prescribed birth control because right now you can only get one or three months in Idaho. And that also got killed. And then the biggie, the Idaho health care plan, in kind of a surprise move, at least to those of us who were watching it, it went down in flames. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, Gary, what happened to this bill? This was the governor's bill that was supposed to help uh, the Medicaid gap, the sum of the 78,000 folks who are stuck between Medicaid and and nothing who can't get either subsidies or Medicaid and and they don't have any kind of health care coverage. This was designed to to help some of them. What what happened? You know, there's been talk about helping these people in Idaho now among the legislators for four or five years, certainly within the last two or three years. There's been quite a bit of talk and it looked like it was going to happen this year. You may recall this is the bill that Butch Otter proposed, and this bill was actually getting quite a bit of play nationally. A lot of people were looking at this. Some people were going, wow, you know, this is clear violation of the current law uh, at the federal level. But other people were saying, hmm, with the likelihood of waivers with this Trump administration, this might be an interesting thing for some states to try. And so it was actually getting a lot of national play. Otter was being quoted in a number of national media circles the same day that this bill basically went down in flames. So that's got to be upsetting, I would think, to the governor at this point. What happened to this bill? I mean, why why didn't it why didn't it make well, it? Well, the the bill had passed already in the Senate and uh, was in the House. I remember we talked a week or two ago about the fact that this bill came out of the House State Affairs Committee. I think it was a seven to five vote. So it was a pretty close vote. And, you know, that's a sign that there was some concern, I think. The bottom line is, again, something we've talked about, Samantha, throughout this year is the candidate filing deadline. We are now in that period of candidate filing. Uh, It's a two-week period. It started this Monday, this last Monday. It goes until the following Friday. So this is the period when everybody has to file to run. And as we know, the only election that really matters in most state legislative districts in Idaho, because so many of them are uncontested in the general election, the only election that really matters is the primary. So we're in a period here where the potential threat for primary challenges, especially within the Republican Party, is very high for the next week. And this is a bill that was viewed by some as an extension of Medicaid 
and for a lot of people in the Republican Party, or at least for some people in the Republican Party, that was viewed as a kind of litmus test in terms of how you're going to vote and whether you were likely to get a challenge, frankly, from the right in the primary this year. It's pretty clear that what happened was they counted the votes in the Republican caucus and they didn't have enough votes to pass it. And rather than making people go on record on an actual vote on the bill itself. On the House floor. On the House floor, they simply chose to return the bill to committee, which is a fairly unusual move. You don't see that that often. And there was a vote to return it to the committee. Which usually means it's dead. Which, yeah, basically kills it for the year. I mean, it doesn't officially kill it, but for all intents and purposes, it kills it for the year. And that vote, basically, it was the Democrats voted against that motion. I think four or five Republicans voted against that motion. And all the rest of the Republicans voted to send it back to committee. There's been a big reaction in the media to this. A lot of people are pretty upset about this, but that's where we are. So we had a new bit of legislation that came up this week that was uh, kind of a surprise to some, and that was a change proposed for the State Redistricting Commission. And that's the commission that, uh, that creates or changes or adjusts legislative boundaries. So that's where you vote and uh, right. which district you're in and who you're going to vote for. So it's kind of important for folks you know, who want to know who they're going to end up voting for. So currently there's a six-member commission, and every 10 years – They put together the six-member commission. Three of them are Democrats and three of them are Republicans, and they have to try to come up with a whole new map for the state of Idaho. And this change would change that from three and three, three Democrats and three Republicans. It would keep those, but would add another three members of the commission. And one would be appointed by the House Speaker, one would be appointed by the Senate President Pro Tem, and one would be appointed by the Legislative Council – And all of those just happen to be right now in Idaho and have been for some time uh, Republican. So that would mean three Democrats and six Republicans. So, Gary, what's going on and what does this mean for for who draws the lines? Well, first, let's make clear to everyone that what's happening here is that every 10 years, obviously, the lines have to be redrawn as population shifts and grows. So this is based on the census data. As the census comes out, we know where people live, and the lines have to be redrawn because basically you have to have the same number of people in every legislative district. Right now, there's about 45,000 people on average in each district. But as you know, there's been big growth in some parts of the state and actually some population loss in other parts of the state. And so what's going to happen in 2021 is these lines will have to be redrawn in order to get the same number of people back into the districts again. So one of the questions when you're talking about redistricting is who gets to draw the lines? Now, in a lot of states, it's the legislature that does that. And legislatures obviously prefer to draw the lines themselves because there's an interest, a self-interest involved for them. One of the people who is sponsoring this piece of legislation that you're talking about, Tom Lesher, who is the chair of the House State Affairs Committee, expressed this kind of statement 
when he said uh, about his bill, he said the legislature should be in charge. We know our districts better than anyone else. Well, yeah, they know their districts and they would like to draw the lines to reflect what they want in their districts. I think that's not proper democratic principle. That's a little like telling the fox to build the kin house. So a number of states, about a dozen, 13 states, have actually created a system where there's some kind of commission, independent of the legislature, that draws the lines. And there's a lot of variety in the way those commissions are operating, the way they're structured. The bottom line is almost all of them are in the West because they were done through the initiative process in most states by the public, in other words, because they were tired of the legislature drawing the lines themselves. Most of them have an odd number of people on it so that there's a tie break, essentially. Which I, we don't have. Which Idaho is, only, is one of only two states that, that has an even number of people on the commission. With an even number, it's quite difficult to get a plan that is agreeable to everybody. The notion that we need an odd number of people on the commission, I don't think is an outrageous notion at all. It's much more common than what we have. The question is, how is that one additional, or in, the, in this case, three additional people chosen? In most states, the way it works is there's an equal number of Republicans and Democrats on the commission, and then they must agree among themselves on another person, a person outside, they being both the Republican members and the Democratic members, are comfortable with to have as, as, the, a tiebreaker. as, as the tiebreaker person. So in some states, that person is uh, a judge or a retired judge. In some cases, it's uh, any knowledgeable person who's not associated with the legislature. I know some political scientists, for example, in New Jersey that have been that tiebreaker on occasion. In Illinois, the way they actually do it is they pull a name out of a hat, and it happens to be Abraham Lincoln's stovepipe hat. So, so what does this mean when you're talking about you know, every other day it seems in the in the news we hear about gerrymandering, about people drawing districts that that aren't up to standard. What is that going to mean for us? Well, if you have one party in control of the process, the likelihood of partisan gerrymandering obviously is greater. And right now we have the U.S. Supreme Court pondering what, if anything, it wants to do about partisan gerrymandering. Partisan gerrymandering has always been around, but in the last redistricting cycle, among the states, there were some really outrageous, egregious gerrymanders that occurred. And several of those have been brought to the court. The court has heard a case uh, out of Wisconsin called Gill versus Whitford, which is one of the most obvious partisan gerrymanders ever, in which the Republicans gerrymandered, by the way. And then there's a case out of Maryland, which the Democrats gerrymandered, by the way. So we have one from each partisan gerrymander side, if you will. And the U.S. Supreme Court is likely to make that decision sometime in the next couple of months. So partisan gerrymandering may or may not get some constraints placed on it by the U.S. Supreme Court, but we won't know that for a couple of months yet. And this legislation, uh, it would have to pass the House and Senate. It's a constitutional amendment. Yeah, it's an amendment proposal because it's changing a current constitutional component in the in the redistricting commission in Idaho. It requires not actually a bill, but a resolution that requires a two-thirds uh, majority in the House pass it, plus a two-thirds, at least two-thirds majority in the Senate, and then it would go to a direct vote in November for the public during the general election 
for a simple majority vote there. This is important, as you mentioned, because of the census. There's changes in the population. We have to change the way the districts are drawn to fill in and make sure all those districts are the same size, right? Yeah, that's right. And Idaho, more than most states, is experiencing this very substantial growth in urban areas and this very slow or actually negative growth decline in some of the rural areas. And that's a big part of this is because when you start having to redraw these lines, you know, there's going to be more districts created in the growing urban areas. For example, if you look at the population in the state of Idaho now, there's basically three counties, Ada, Canyon, and Kootenai County, that are growing rapidly. All three of those counties have grown since 2010 by at least 10%. And they are already the three largest counties. So basically half of the population of the state of Idaho now resides in those three counties. Meanwhile, we have about 15 counties in Idaho that are actually losing population. They're losing one or two or three percent of their population. Butte County's actually lost over 12% of its population since the last redistricting. So what this means is there's a shift, even greater shift over time to the urban areas away from the rural areas. And will this pass? Will this go through? Well, I don't know. We'll see. As as you pointed out, it requires two-thirds in both chambers. Well, the Republicans have more than two-thirds in each chamber, so they can ram this through if they feel the need to do it. But we are getting relatively close to the end of the session. There are lots of other uh, bills out there. This is not one that would actually have to pass this year because we're three years away, really, from the redistricting cycle again. So we'll see. There's been some, some reaction against this proposal among some people, but we'll see if that reaction is strong enough to make them have some second thoughts. All right. Gary, as always, thank you. Thank you. Hey, next week on Legislative Breakdown, we'll talk to Senator Dean Mortimer about being a committee chair, how the House is different from the Senate, and we'll ask him if this year's session is different from past years. Absolutely. There's a a unique difference in that it is much more rigorous and fast-paced than it's been in the past. That's next Friday on Legislative Breakdown. The podcast is from Boise State Public Radio. I'm Samantha Wright with Boise State political science professor Gary Moncrief. Our original music comes from local artist and composer Will Hall of the bands Nude Dude and Like of the Dog. And if you like this podcast, shout it out on Twitter and on Facebook. And remember, it's your legislature. Legislature.